let's uh, pray, all right, before we start. <clears throat> Father, we love you because you first loved us. We thank you for this wonderful time. We can listen to the one who loves us so much. Holy Spirit, I ask that you acknowledge you as the greatest teacher and revealer of truth. I ask that you think through my mind and speak through my mouth and let your words go forth, not in my own human wisdom, but in a demonstration of your spirit and power, that Lord, your people will hear the living word from heaven this morning and their lives blessed and transformed and changed by you, Lord, according to your purpose, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, praise the Lord. This morning, the Lord uh, has a wonderful word for us, <clears throat> and the title is El Elyon, you know, God has many names, especially in the uh, Old Testament. Of course, the, the ultimate one in the New Covenant is Abba Father, right? But it doesn't mean that all the other names of God, um, they, they are still very relevant because this is who God is, right? Your name defines you. Your name gives you an identity of who you are, right? That's why your parents gave you nice names, right? <laughs> those days our parents call us Atu, you know, the pig and all those things. Okay, <laughs> So they are terrible, right? But uh, we normally choose uh, the good names, okay? Because you actually... Uh, live in that name, that name becomes your identity. And we want to see uh, to this morning, God's, who God is, all right, through some of his names, all right, that uh, define God, all right, and show us who he is, okay? And this name, El Elyon, the most high God, right, is one of his names, right, our God's name, El Elyon, the most high God. Okay, hey, we are all very familiar with this verse, right? Psalms 91, verse 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, right? Especially during these uh, times, all right, or troubled times uh, of the COVID-19 and the economic crisis, all right? Every believer knows Psalms 91, correct? <laughs> and uh, many uh, quote it. All right, every day or as often as they can. And there's so much revelation in this uh, chapter of the book of Psalms. And I asked the Lord, you know, what is, you know, the main key to Psalms 91? Is it everyone talk about the secret place? What is that secret place, you know? And I've also shared about it. Or is it... What is it, you know, that can bring forth all the uh, protection and blessings of Psalm 91 into the believer's life or into the child of God's life? And suddenly I heard the Lord or the Holy Spirit say the word El Elyon, the Most High. Before I go there, go there let's look a little bit all right, into this verse. <clears throat> he that dwelleth, all right, so just a few uh, meaning of words, because words are powerful. God created this universe through his word. Jesus is the word. If you speak the right word, you speak life. <laughs> Jesus says, right? Death and life, life and uh, death and life is in the power of the tongue. And Jesus says, my words are spirit and life. So if you have the revelation, the rhema, and understanding of the word, you will have life, right? Eternal life, God's life in your body. Okay, in your life. So 
I love the meaning of this. So let's look at uh, the Bible is written, all right, in the Old, uh, Old Testament, in Hebrew, and the New Testament in Greek. So what we have is translation. And recently I heard this from a, a pastor, right, that, um, you know, there are many translations in the Bible. You have King James translation, you have NIV, TPT, uh, the Passion translation, and you have a message, okay? So we all love the different translations and some prefer one to another. So there was this person who said, um, I think the best translation is my mother's translation. <laughs> so, wow. So they asked, okay, what translation is your mother's translation? <laughs> okay, and this person said, my mother translate uh, live the word of God in her life so all I need was look at her and that was the translation I got the life that she lived through the word isn't that so beautiful right it's not about how much we know the word of God in our head but how much have the word of God been lived out in our life that is the translation <laughs> that's the correct translation right so every word that we hear all right. Every time we, we listen to a sermon, right, is, is the word, did it touch your heart? Did it become real in you? And that is the translation that the world needs to see, right? The living Christ through his word, through our lives. So the word dwell, right, he that dwells in a secret place, right? Uh, it's, it's the word sit down. Okay, now you're all sitting down, right? <laughs> okay. Specifically, as a judge, all right, dwell is to remain, to settle, to marry, all right? You don't have a couple get married and then they, they live separately, right? <laughs> After marriage. So they want to get married because they want to dwell together, right? They want to live together, stay there, to remain, okay? To abide, to continue in that place. So when they want to dwell, all right, in God, later we will find out is how wonderful is our God, okay? We need to sit down, okay, sit here. So I am very amazed that God has caused uh, all of you to be able to sit down <laughs> for at least one to two hours or two to three hours sometimes, right? Because you want to be in that place, all right, at the feet of Jesus, all right, listening to his living word that will be translated into our lives, right? So sit down, okay? Uh, uh, who was it? Mary and Martha, right? Mary sat down at Jesus' feet. Martha was very busy moving around, okay? Nothing wrong with being busy moving around. We need something, but it must be at the right time. So imagine if Jesus come to visit you, right? And he can only visit you for three hours. <laughs> you wouldn't want that three hours. You do all the preparation prior to the three hours, right? And in that three hours, you want to sit down right, at the feet of Jesus. And because he is the living word. So to dwell, sit down, to rest, okay? Just sit there, okay? <clears throat> and remain there. Okay, secret. It's a covering, all right? Secret, that means uh, something that is hidden, they call secret, right? Uh, so if you have secrets, then no one else knows. So cannot see, all right? So 
uh, that's a place. So if you if you run away from the enemy, um, then you have to find a secret place, a hiding place where the enemy cannot find you, right? <laughs> so that is called the place of protection. You don't go and stand there and you know in, in the right open and then the enemy uh, can find you. So we will run and hide somewhere the enemy cannot find us. Okay. So that is the place of sitting down at the feet of Jesus or in him actually. All right, the protection, the shelter, the secret place. All right. Uh, it is also shatar, okay, hidden, concealed. Concealed from where? You just need to be concealed from the enemy, <laughs> okay, that he cannot uh, harm you, okay. <clears throat> All right. So this is the most, what I'm going to talk about this morning. This place that we are going to sit down, all right, and hide under, hide in, is the place with the most high God, all right? Most high means El Elyon, okay? Elyon, the most high. is the highest, you know, the most, we say the most beautiful woman <laughs> on this earth. So the most is the, in English, is the highest already. There is no most after most, right? So, which means it is the one already, the highest one, the most beautiful one, the most, okay? There is no one uh, more beautiful. There's no one more higher. All right, that is what it means, the most high. So the high one and the most. Okay, so God is the most. <clears throat> the most, the supreme one. There's no one higher or greater than God. All right, so abide means stop over, uh, lodge, okay, uh, pass the night. Okay, so like uh, Evelyn, go to uh, Sister Wendy's house and pass the night there. Okay, lodge there, a good hideout, right? A good hiding place. <laughs> okay, so you want to pass the night. You sit there and you want to pass the night, lodge there. Okay, uh, stop over. Now, all night, continue to dwell, stay permanently. You know, today is like nighttime outside there, right? The world is full of darkness. Yeah, for, uh, that means night always talk about, you know, darkness, when it's very dark, when, you know, there are a lot of uh, fearful things in the world, economic crisis or, you know, COVID-19, sickness, death, right? All this represent darkness, okay? But we can pass through this night, this darkness, all right? Um, by being in that secret hiding place of the Most High. A shadow, all right, is a shape, or the word means shape or defense. So in that dark night, right, there is, uh, we are under the shape. We are being defended by God, being protected. All right, by the one who is the most. So put it into the whole thing again. You who sit down in the high, the most high actually, the most high God's presence, you spend the night in Shaddai's shadow. All right, you who sit down. So make sure you sit down. 
It means you are, you are not restless. If you are not sitting down, you're always thinking of something else. You need to do this, you need to do that. And you're always in the worried state, right? When you sit down, it's a place of rest. That is our position in Christ also, right? In Ephesians, you talk about we're all seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Oh, we always remember there are two realms, the spiritual realm and the natural realm. Okay, we are spirit being born of the spirit. And what this is, this is what the whole Bible is about. This is why Jesus came, right? To show us the other realm, the realm of God, the kingdom of God, which because of uh, sin, all right, our eyes, our ears, all right, have been closed. <laughs> we just move in this physical realm of the five senses and the, the carnal mind. But the good news is, that we are spirit being, all right? And we're born again, spirit. So just like Jesus is spirit, all right? The son of God, we are sons and daughters of God, all right? All by just receiving Jesus and acknowledging him as our Lord and Savior. So this is the realm that he has opened up. He was trying to open to the Jews during his uh, time on earth. But they, of course, they couldn't understand uh, as what he was talking about. Okay, they were still very sense rude. Okay, but the day came when they would be able to understand when was that? When he went to the cross and died and the Holy Spirit came and Holy Spirit today lived inside us. Help us to understand this wonderful realm that all of us can live in with the most high, all right? Above sin, above sickness, above lack. This is where we are to be seated all right, in this place, in his presence, and spend the night, no matter how dark it is outside, no matter how many problems or how many bad news that we receive from the doctor, the banker, or whoever, we can still sit down, actually sleep. <laughs> and I think of sleep, I was thinking of Janice, all right, a testimony of how she was, uh, Jesus healed her from having to take medication uh, for kept for uh, being oppressed by the devil in the mind uh, with sleepless nights. And when she knew about God, Jesus inside her, right? She was able to sleep without medication. How amazing that is the most high. So, and you can spend that night, right? Spend while the world is in darkness, okay? We have the good news, right? And we can live and go through every night, okay? In Shaddai's shadow. Shadow is a place of protection. All right. So this is actually what the whole Psalm 91 is about. And you can say, God, you are my refuge. I trust in you and I'm safe. Okay. It's not just a nice magical phrase to repeat every morning or at night before we sleep. It is a reality of who our God is. All right. From a revelation of a uh, king David, all right? King David is a king. Remember that. He wrote this psalm. He realized king has got authority, has got a kingdom to rule, all right? Jesus is king, not just the earthly king. He is the king of heaven and earth. He's the most high God. And we can really say we can trust him and we are safe. Okay, now let's have a little look. All right, at um, the first part about the, the shade, all right, the shelter that our Most High, all right, um, actually does for us. 
in First Kings is about Elijah. All right, Prophet Elijah. Prophet Elijah was a mighty prophet, right? And he just had a victory over uh, the the enemy's uh, armies. But after that great victory, this what happened when Elijah saw how things were. See, he was still a man at that time, all right? And he ran for dear life. After the, what, what happened was he heard that uh, the, the bad king's uh, wife is uh, Jezebel, right? Want to kill him. Sometimes when we hear news like that, you know, we forget who we are in Christ. We forget who God is, <laughs> who our most high God is. And we look at the natural things all, right, all the bad news from the, the hospital, the doctor, or from the world, the economies and all that, right? And then we run for dear life. <laughs> we think that we are gone and dead okay, because of all the bad news. He ran for dear life. He had just gone through a victory, okay? He ran for dear life to Bathsheba and he was scared of one woman. Far in the south of Judah, he left his young servant there and went on into the desert another day's journey. He came to a lone broom bush and collapsed in the shade. You see, God is a merciful God. Even when we forget how, you know, his word, we forget we have no faith, right? Or, you know, uh, we go into fear at times, right? He still, we still can go into this uh, shelter, right? Because he wants to take care of us, right? It was not about Elijah. Elijah. You know, it was all about our good God, the merciful God. Oh, may we all just know this wonderful God. When we know him in his mercy, in his grace, your life is just sit down <laughs> in his presence without fear. Okay. And he collapsed in a shake. There was a, a shake, all right. A, a, a tree Wait, wanting the worst way to be done he wanted to die he just wanted to give up you know and it's very strange he had just had a victory but it, it means that anything that in this world maybe we just had gone uh, you know had a success had something good happen and then after that we heard some bad news and we just want to die all right enough of this God he was talking to God see how uh you can say, oh, this Elijah, man of God, mighty miracles. He can talk to God like this. You see, the wonderful thing about God is that we can talk to God. <laughs> you know, God doesn't, you know, strike you with lightning and thunder if you feel, you know, sometimes you want to say some not so nice things to God, right? Yeah. Look at the mercy of God. Okay. And the goodness of God. You tell God, take my life up. Ah. I'm ready to join my ancestors in the grave. And this is, you know, he's really, very ridiculous, right? At that time, exhausted. He was tired, actually, you know, physically tired. Remember, he just went through uh, defeating the enemy. Exhausted. Is it wrong to be exhausted? Of course not. God knows, all right? Uh, there are times when we will feel tired, especially in our body, all right? And God... And that's the time we talk nonsense. <laughs> okay, so God wants us to rest also. All right, not only rest in the spirit, rest physically. 
Okay, because when you're overtired, physically, your mind doesn't work, your body, your senses, you're irritable, your children ask you, mommy, I want this, daddy, I want this, and you say, get lost. <laughs> mommy, daddy want to die. You know, you talk nonsense, okay? Because why? We are tired. And let's see how God, how good and, under, uh, and wonderful is our God. And God let him, he fell asleep under the loom, broom, bush, all right, the shape or shelter that God gave him. And you see how good God is despite, uh, you know, sometimes you look at ourselves or look at people and if you say, oh, these people say these things to God, uh, they don't deserve, you know, God to bless them or what. Actually, no, right? God blesses the ungodly. God loves everyone and is merciful. Then, during his, he said all this nonsense to God, let me die, let me die. I don't want to serve you anymore. It's like, it's like sometimes you say, I don't want to serve you already. I'm so tired, Lord. Okay. But at that time, the God said, okay, okay, die, die, faster die. No. <laughs> okay. He sent an angel. First, God let him sleep, all right? Uh, under the shade, under the shelter. And then an angel appeared to him, shook him, shook him up shook him awake and said, get up and eat. Oh, this is like how our, our people here, right? So we keep sending food to each other, you know, physical food as well, you know. Get up and eat. Everybody wants to eat, right? And this is the, or rather cook. And then we have plenty of uh, uh, great chefs, both in Malaysia and Singapore, and I believe uh, Cambodia too, right? So, and uh, yeah, always having, always uh, having a lot of, physical food to eat as well. So, there's not, nothing wrong with eating physical food, right? God made you great chefs to bless everyone in the physical as well, all right? We need to have both, okay? Physical and spiritual. So, while he was weak and slept already, the angel came and cooked for him, all right? Someone said, it's the first angel cake, <laughs> okay? It really baked my angel, okay? Uh, he looked around, right by his head was a loaf of bread. Here it says a loaf of bread. So the first bread or cake in some translations is baked by, by who? By angel. <laughs> so good, right? On some coals and a jug of water. He ate the meal and went back to sleep. You will say, oh, sleep again. Go and do your work. <laughs> Go and serve the Lord. Go and do this. But God knew he was very tired. Okay? And he needed to sleep. Then the angel of God came back, shook him awake again, and said, get up and eat some more. <laughs> wow, how many times need to eat? Okay, but look at, of course, this is a different food. Alright, so we need to eat physical food. But this food, because he says you've got a long journey ahead of you. Okay, this has something to do with spiritual food. Because actually, it's, it is both physical and spiritual. Remember, the word of God is health to your bones, right? To your flesh. The word health is medicine. It's nourishment, okay? So he got up, ate and drank his fill and sat up. Nourished by that meal. That's a very special meal, right? Prepared by angel. With that one meal, he can walk. 40 days and nights. <laughs> Can you all? <laughs> you know, just one meal, okay? Today, don't eat uh, anymore. If you have 
already eaten, okay, that's uh, your breakfast. Okay, see whether you can walk 40 days and nights. Ah, Michael, Mike is a marathon runner, I think. <laughs> okay, one meal enough or not? <laughs> not enough, right? So he walked 40 days and nights all the way to the mountain of God to Horeb. When he got there, he crawled into a cave and went back to sleep, right? See how good God is. Sleep, eat, sleep, eat, sleep. <laughs> okay. Now, look at that. All right. So it is not just, yeah, God wants us to take care of ourselves physically, but the spiritual food, all right, was, is able to last you for your journey in life. Okay. Very important, all right, to sit down at the feet of Jesus and eat. Okay. It's not about Sunday, I have to go to church. Okay. Uh, it is about, I just need to eat. The more spiritual food I eat, the more strength, spiritual strength I have, which will permeate into our physical body. Yes, we need the physical rest. That will help you and give you the strength for your journey in this life, especially in the night times. Okay? So make sure the, you also eat physical and spiritual food and the lord is good he, he he wants us he wants to give us okay even though when we talk nonsense okay then the lord will create in isaiah it says uh, chapter four the lord will create over all of mount zion and over those who assemble there a cloud of smoke by day and a glow of flaming fire by night over everything the glory will be a canopy it will be a shelter and a shade from the heat of the day and a refuge and hiding place from the storm and the rain. So in this world or in this earth, there will be storm, there will be rain, there is a heat of day. Sometimes there are troubles around us. All right, but where we are in the glory of God, okay, in the presence of God, when we assemble those who are in Mount Zion, the church, right? The body of Christ, okay? As we come together, you know, in Hebrews it says, as you see the last days approaching, right? Assemble more together. Why? Because of the all the things that are happening in the world, the darkness, right? All the bad news you receive, right? It can be very discouraging and very frightening. But when we come together as God's children, all right? And we hear good news, okay? So in here, there is no bad news. Everything is good news of how God loves us so much and how he will take care of us, but much more, all right? Our confidence is in someone who he is, right? The, 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 the identity of that person is what will relieve us of the worries and stress, okay? And this is one of El Elyon, the most high. He is the one that we run to. He is the one that we sit in the shelter of and in the canopy, in the glory. When we worship him, the glory comes down. So everything, the shelter and shape from the heat of the day, we need this shelter and this shape. Ah, so let's look a little bit into uh, the, the event or the story of First uh, Samuel chapter 5. After the Philistines captured the ark of God, so in the Old Covenant or Testament, you have the Ark of God, all right? Because Jesus haven't died, but today we have 
Jesus inside, living inside us, right? So that time, the presence of God was in the ark. They took it from the battleground at Ebenezer to the town of Ashdod. They carried the ark of God into the temple of Dagon and placed it beside an idol of Dagon, okay? So the ark is where the presence of God is, and they were in the enemy's camp, okay, the Philistines. And there was this uh, big idol, all right, called Dagon. But when the citizens of Eshot went to see it the next morning, so they put the ark <laughs> in front of the idol, right, the big Dagon, okay. The next morning, Dagon had fallen with his face to the ground in front of the ark of the Lord. So they took Dagon and put him in his place again. So they, at first, this is the second round one. Yeah, I don't have the picture for the first round. First round, this big idol just dropped four flat in front of the ark of the covenant, all right? The presence of the Lord. Then they took Dagon and put him up again. But the, sec the next morning, the same thing happened. Dagon had fallen face down before the ark of the Lord again. And this time, his head and hands had broken off and were lying in the doorway. Only the trunk of his body was left intact. Okay, this picture, not exactly, but because it, show, it says that his, uh, his hands and were already broken off and in the doorway. So it was, you know, it's a huge idol. And when it broke like that, you know, it moves a bit. So look at this. Any one of you scared any more of the devil? <laughs> okay. The presence of God. Is, okay, let, let this picture, if, you know, we think that the devil is great, you know, the devil is powerful. All right. How does the devil come? Right, he give you sickness, he give you disease, he give you pain, he give you worries. Okay, all this is the devil, right? Or in the temple, you have the devils as well. Okay, although none of these uh, demons okay have power over God, and now where does God stay? Okay, that is the old testament. Now the Holy Spirit and God is inside you, right? Venice, right? Who lives inside you? Jesus. That's why the devil fall flat like that. And of course, also, Jesus has already defeated the devil. This is a very clear picture of how the most high God, our God is, okay? The supreme one and that the, the devil uh, has already been defeated and under his feet, even at that time. Okay, the idol, all right, has to drop by itself. Okay, you know who this your God is. You need to have this picture inside. If you ever fear, uh, you know, the, the, the devil can attack you, uh, you know, and all that. Just cast them out, I'll show you. Okay, so this, that was, is the Old Testament, right? In the New Testament, Luke chapter 8, when Jesus stepped ashore, okay, he was met by a demon-possessed man from the town. For a long time, this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house, but had lived in the tomb. Okay, so this man was so possessed by demons, okay, until he didn't even wear clothes. And 
he lived in the tomb. He kidding. He couldn't even live in a house. So that was the state of this demon possessed man. When he saw Jesus, okay, he cried out and fell at his feet. See, just now the Dagon fell at the feet of the Ark of the Covenant and then broke into many pieces. It's the devil, right? Here, the devil tried to possess this man and he fell at the feet of Jesus, shouting at the top of his voice, what do you want with me, Jesus? Son of who? The most high God. Remember, there are two realms, all right? The realm of the kingdom of God and the realm, this physical realm that we see with our eyes and ears, five senses, okay? Jesus came to, uh, to reveal the kingdom realm, the realm of God, where men who don't know Jesus cannot see. But the demons, all right, knew very well this realm. They know very well who is Jesus, okay? That's why when Jesus uh, went to this place and met this demon-possessed man, the demons inside him said, Jesus, recognize Jesus immediately, okay? They don't need, like us all, sometimes so blind, cannot see properly, okay? But the, in the spiritual realm, the demons know who Jesus is. He is the most high God, right? It's like in Chinese, we say, you know, the devils are so scared already. The most high God, the most supreme one has come down and standing, you know, that they are, the devils know that their time is uh, almost gone. Most high, they cannot torment this person anymore. Most high in the Greek, just now was Hebrew, right? Sistos, all right, is the highest, the most high of the highest place, of the highest regions of rank. Okay, the demons also got rank, all right? They have Satan and then all the small ranks, but the Bible tells us all defeated already. So actually, when in in a in a in a battle, all right, a strategic in a strategic battle, right? You don't go and kill the soldiers first. You kill who first? <laughs> you kill the general, right? The one at the top, right? You just kill the commander. I don't know. I'm not very sure military okay terms, but you kill the one at the top. All right, yes, last week we talked about Caesarea, all right, during the days of the judges, all right, during uh, the Deborah's the, the time, right? They had to kill the army commander, okay? So Satan, who is the highest in the demonic realm, has already been defeated by Jesus. So all the other demons are caliphate, all right, the smaller ones, okay? So they just come and, you know, bluff you, all right? That, you know, they're still so powerful, uh, they, you know, you will die, uh, that sickness should die, uh, and all that kind of thing, all the lies, right? But just need to know, this demon recognized, actually not one demon, recognized the most high God, which is Jesus, the highest, the supreme one, because they live in the supernatural realm. Only we all don't know how to see the supernatural realm, right? And thank God, right? We are now having more open right, eyes and ears, right? Uh, developing our spirit, the hidden man of the heart, to 
see in the spiritual realm the victory that is already ours, that is wrought by our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Most High, so that we don't need to be afraid of all these little demons and lies for what uh, they have done. And then he asked, Jesus commanded the impure spirit to come out of the man. Many times it has seized him. And though he was chained hand and foot and kept under guard, he had broken his chains. It was a very horrible torture that this man went through by the demons and had been driven by the demon into solitary places. Jesus asked him, what is your name? Legion, all right, which is like a thousand demons inside him because many demons had gone into him. All right, so, but was Jesus scared of a thousand demons? He is the son of the Most High. Not only Jesus know he is the son of the Most High, hello, the devils know, <laughs> okay? So remember the spiritual realm. The demon inside this man, the demons, all right, know that they are coming, that Jesus, the son of the Most High, now is right in front of them. And before even Jesus said anything, they said, they begged Jesus. No, Jesus haven't said anything yet. Sometimes, you know, when you see casting out demons, you have to go, oh, shout, scream, and then shout and scream and all that. Actually, the demon very scared already. As long as you know you are the son or daughter of the Most High God, right? Remember, some of the Paul, during Apostles Paul time, right? When he was casting out demons and, you know, uh, the demons, um, and then after that, the magician who are the unbelievers don't know Jesus. They thought that it's a magic word, you know, just say in Jesus' name, come up, right? And they also start to do the same thing. And then the demons said, Jesus, I know, Paul, I know, who are you? <laughs> and then the, the demons attack the person. So if we are in Christ, we are his children, we are his sons and daughters, we don't need to have that happen to us. Okay, it will never happen if you know, right, that you are the son of the most high God. As Jesus is, so are we. That's the new creation, okay? That's your identity. So even before Jesus did anything, the demons of, in that man already begged Jesus repeatedly not to order them to go into the abyss, that's hell, a large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside. The demons begged Jesus to let them go into the pigs. Yeah, because he's the most high among the ranks, all right, uh, in, the, in the spiritual world. They know that Jesus come, they have to go. But they said, go into the pigs, all right? And when they want to go to the pigs. So when the demons came out of the man, they went into the pigs. And he gave them permission. So when the demons came out of the man, see, they had to seek permission from Jesus. They went into the pigs and the herd rushed down the sheep bank, steep bank into the lake and was drowned. Okay, so look at that. Mm, you will never be, never ever be afraid of a uh, demon possessed case or, you know. And today, just for our, your knowledge, right? The devil cannot possess you as a believer, hmm? but he can only oppress the mind, all right? Because your spirit is born again if you have received Jesus. So the Holy Spirit is there, Jesus' spirit is there, the devil cannot stay there. But he, if we do not grow, all right, the spirit uh, to know who God is, that's why we don't even know he's the most high God, right? When you know, not in the head, 
in your heart. Remember, the best translation is the translation of your mother, <laughs> no, of you, okay? Where you have this word and it becomes life to you, okay? Then what happens? Then the demon will, is, is more afraid of you, okay? Then you ever need to be afraid of them. He cannot possess you. He only oppress you, uh, try to control, oppress his control, all right? Your mind, okay, by all his lies. So when you realize who you are, renew this mind, the thoughts, all right? He has to go cast down every thought and imagination that is against Christ. So you see, in the spiritual realm, which is the real realm? This is the eternal realm. This realm that we see, okay, with our five senses is temporary, right? In Corinthians, Paul says, whatever you see is temporary. Sickness is temporary. Lack is temporary. Everything that's on this earth and from this earth is temporary, even this earth, right? But what is eternal? The spiritual realm, the kingdom realm of God. And the kingdom of God is so love, joy, peace, Righteousness in the Holy Spirit. So we have something inside us that is eternal, that will not pass away, especially the word of God. When those tending the pigs saw what happened, they ran off and reported this to the, in the town and countryside. The people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone out, sitting, see, sit down, <laughs> sitting at Jesus' feet. Remember Psalms 91? Okay. Those who dwell, who sit down in the secret place of the Most High God, in the hiding place, all right? In the shelter, in the under Jesus. He sit at Jesus' feet. This was a different person already. Those people who knew this uh, guy who was possessed by 1,000 demons, all right, now saw this person totally delivered and healed. Because he had got mental problem also, right? Because you see, he was now he didn't wear clothes. Don't you think that's also of, of, uh, already some form of oppression? If today you go out running, you uh, know, running around, jumping about without clothes, <laughs> people will catch you, right? Especially in Singapore, <laughs> they will put you inside the asylum. Even here also in Malaysia, right? Well, you're not wearing clothes. Something wrong with you? Okay, so it's definitely something wrong. He was he was totally naked at that time, but after. The demons all came out. He was dressed in his right mind. You see, when God heals, all right, he heals us completely, permanently, all right, spirit, soul, body, every part, okay? And they were afraid. They, they, the, that's the people. Okay, this is our most high God. And, and let's look into... Uh, Genesis. So that area just now I was talking about in the uh, under the most high God, right? That in the spiritual realm, may God open our eyes. All right, even in the in the story of uh, Elisha, all right, where the enemy came and his servant was so scared of the Syrian army. What was his problem? His problem, uh, the servant's problem, is that she, he cannot see the spiritual realm. He cannot see that you know God is the most high God. And because of that, fear came in. You know, he has been with Elisha now. 
for some time he was a servant, you know, always serving Elisha. Elisha, okay, Elisha and Elijah, right? And then when the Syrian army came to catch, uh, sent by the Syrian king to catch his master, right? He could only see the natural realm, which is all the, the, the army, thousands of them. Isn't like sometimes even believers cannot see, but then God is good, right? He will help us see open our eyes if we will just sit down. <laughs> so we need to sit down. Then only we can see the whole thing properly from God's perspective. All right? Otherwise, we will see <gasps> darkness. We will see all the bad news and then fear will come in. Okay, So in that story, I didn't put it down in First Kings. All right? Elijah, or rather Elisha, the prophet, had just to say one thing. Lord, open my servant's eyes. You see, the prophet already, his spiritual eyes are already open. That's why he's a prophet. The prophet is the one who uh, represent, who, who see and hear God and then speak to the people. All right, in the Old, Old Testament, there are only two prophets and priests. The priests bring the people to the Lord. The request, see what the people want or need and then bring it to the Lord. The prophet hear from the Lord and then bring it to the people. So today, we able should be able to hear from the Lord. All right, because this is what happened in the new creation. And open the eyes okay, of the servant who cannot see everything. He only see the natural realm. And then when his spiritual eyes were open, God opened his spiritual eyes. What did he see? He saw the chariots of fire. Hmm? May today the Holy Spirit open all our eyes to see our God El Elyon, the most high God. And there will not be any more fear. The whole Psalms 91, right, becomes no, no need so stressed to, to memorize the whole Psalm. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. When you know, right, you are sitting under the shelter of the one, the supreme one, the everything else, a thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at my right hand, you know, and all those things. Whenever I go up from the house, I don't think of, uh, you know, getting uh, COVID or getting robbed or getting pickpocketed, you know, all years already, you know, when I sit down at the feet of Jesus and let his word fill my mind. Because I don't think, I can't think of anything else, right? Rather than, except about our wonderful, most high God, okay? So he returned from the victory. Okay, this is another aspect. So the aspect of protection, all right, uh, we saw just now. Okay, of, uh, of God over your life because he is greater than all the demons. All right, demons uh, also include sicknesses, diseases as well. All right, Jesus went about, Acts chapter 10, verse 38. He went about what, healing all who were oppressed of the devil. So some oppression uh, manifested in healing, but Jesus was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. So when uh, you understand all right, who God is, he's the most high, the most powerful one in the spiritual realm. Sickness and diseases also have to go because they belong to the devil. So now yeah, I'm going to share with you another area of El Elyon, all right, in our, in the area of provision. So just now was an area of protection, okay? Now is provision. Abraham returned from his victory over Kalad. 
Kadoloma and all his allies, the king of Sodom went out to meet him in the valley of Shaveh, that is the king's uh, valley. So king of Sodom is the enemy side. <clears throat> so Abraham just returned from what? Victory. Again, another victory, right? Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, peace, brought out bread and wine, which we just had just now. Uh, and when he was, he was the priest of God most high. Look, here is another time the word God most high came up or was uh, mentioned in the Bible. So when you want to know, all right, about the significance of a, a word or, you know, a, of God or something, right? See, where is it mentioned? All right. So the most high God was mentioned in Psalms. Uh, there are many, many other places. I only pick up a few. Okay. Was mentioned in Psalms 91. All right. For our protection. Okay. Physical, spiritual, every area. And on mentioned under the uh, case of the Ark of the Covenant, right? On the, in the, they gone, all right? The idol, the evil idol, uh, devil. Then also in, uh, just now, where we saw the, the man who was uh, demon-possessed meeting Jesus. So that was the most high God was mentioned, all right? That means the demons recognized Jesus as the son of the, the most high, the supreme one. So now, in this area, it's not about demons anymore. Yet the word most high is being mentioned, okay? He was the priest, all right? Melchizedek was the priest of the most God most high, the supreme one. So now it's God is not just uh, in charge or, or, or overrule the, the demonic world. He is also the Lord of heaven and earth. Okay, the supreme one. And he blessed him and said, blessed be Abraham, Abraham, the time haven't changed yet, of God, most high. See, so it's like, Blessed be Wendy of God Most High. Okay, put your names there. <laughs> all right. So uh, all of us, okay, uh, Evelyn, everyone, Joan, Robert, okay. Blessed be Abram of God Most High. Who are we representing? Who do we belong to? Just now there was a song, right? I belong to you. Okay, when you sing it, remember, lyrics are very important. Okay. Uh, blessed be Catherine, right, of God Most High. You belong to the God Most High. Melchizedek, okay, represent Jesus, all right, and was telling Abraham that you are the son, actually, of the Most High. But in this area, the Most High is talking about the possessor of heaven and earth, okay? So possessor means what? Someone who is so rich, he possess, right? When we think of possessions, wow, how much, how much possession you have. <laughs> okay, we think of the earthly side. Okay, well, uh, how much assets you have? What do you possess? Okay, what about this? God, God, not only possessor of heaven, all right, and earth. That means the whole universe, all the things, basically material as well. All right, what you can see belongs to God. He is the most high one, richer than Solomon. He, God is the one who, this most high God is the one who blessed King Solomon. Right? 
and all the people of this the Jewish nation, they are so blessed today because they are the children of the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth. This is the blessing that Melchizedek blessed Abram and blessed be God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand. Okay, so he came from victory, right? So there is a place where God defeated the devil, the enemy, right? And in Christ today, Jesus defeated Satan. So has no more uh, control over us as in terms of sin, sickness, disease, guilt, and all those things. Then he gives the enemy to us. The enemy comes with all the possession as well. And what happened, right? When Abraham was blessed with this blessing by Melchizedek, that he is blessed by the Most High, he gave him what? <laughs> A tithe of all. I was talking about God's riches now, right? That God is the richest person in heaven and on earth, right? Jesus was made poor. That's why Jesus was, uh, you know, uh, what is the verse exactly? Uh, you see the grace of our Lord Jesus that though he was rich, of course he's rich, he's the Most High. All right, in heaven, yet he became poor. Right, I think it's Second Corinthians eight nine or nine nine eight. I always get confused with those two, but it's there. Right, he became poor so that you can become rich beyond measure. So here is the death, is the 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 word Most High God. Okay, because God has so many names, so it's not here. It's not talking about uh, God as healer or God as whatever. He is talking about God as most high. J. Most high is in terms of every area. It's possessor of heaven and, and earth. And then he gave him tithe of all. Let's look at the word tithe first. So the word tithe, it means ma'asa in Hebrew. All right. And it means a tenth. A tenth of all. Everything that he got from the victory over the enemy. And inside, we go back a bit of... Uh, Hebrew word, all right? Each word is like Chinese character also. Something like Chinese character. So Chinese characters, all right? Before one full word come up, it is made up of different, different uh, strokes, correct? Each stroke has meaning. So the word Hebrew ma'ashak also has, is made up of a few other words, okay? And then one of the words is asha, all right? Which is the word to grow rich, become rich. So the word, Grow rich or become rich is in the word tithe. It's in the 10%. Okay, or the 10th, 10th part of all that we have. Interesting. And the king of Sodom said to Ab Abram, Give back my people who were captured, but you may keep for yourself all the goods that you recovered. Abram replied to the king of Sodom, I solemnly swear to the Lord God Most High. See, when Abraham tithed, he recognized who is he tithing to. All right, that through Melchizedek, which is today Jesus, when you tithe, you are tithing, all right, putting your tenth part to Jesus, who is God Most High, creator of heaven and earth. Do you think that when you Put give actually is not give because it's not giving. The 10 part belongs to God, right? Giving is the offering after the tithing. 
that you are putting back to the Lord Most High who has blessed you. Deuteronomy 18, I'm the one who give you the power to get well. Okay, so he was, Abraham, when he tied, he was doing it out of victory and also honoring the victorious one, Jesus, the son of the Most High, the possessor of heaven and earth. So when we tithe or even offer, always remember this, you're not giving some charity to God or to the organization or to Beauty for Actions or whichever, right? You are honoring the Most High, the possessor of heaven on, and, and earth. This is how tithing originates, okay? And it's so powerful. What happened to Abram, right? God blessed him, right? He had the blessing, which uh, the, the blessing of inheriting this earth. Yeah, okay? And uh, the Jewish people are rich today, okay? Because they follow, all right? Although they're under the law, God blessed them, right? Until the, uh, later, so, and being, we are children of Abraham by faith. So we still inherit the blessing, which today we have the Holy Spirit inside us, who will cause all these things to come to us. Okay, wealth as well. So to, tomorrow in the uh, developing of hidden man of the heart will be more, even more exciting, all right, on this uh, other, this area. So I mustn't get confused because I prepared two, two sermons now together. <laughs> okay, so Abraham replied, I swear to the Lord Most High. All right, that's why Joseph Prince said, if you want to type, make sure you have revelation. Okay, but this one, uh, not from uh, JP. <laughs> okay, this one the Lord just told me. Okay, this is the Lord Most, Most High. So you no longer type in fear. It's no longer the old covenant tithing, right? Where, you know, you rob God and then, you will be like uh, punished or all that. So people tight because they are so scared, all right, of uh, being of robbing God. But when you tight, knowing that He is the Most High, okay, you are not giving charity to God. Okay, even right, uh, even if you don't, you know, tithing uh, is a weakness that uh, this is from J JP, right? Uh, weakness that uh, W I T N E S that Jesus is alive, okay? Whereas the um, communion, the Holy Communion, is about the death of Christ. Tithing is about his resurrection, right? We are able to tithe today because of God Most High, right? He has blessed you with a job or a business or with income or with provision, and therefore we honor him back. In victory, you type from victory, you don't type from defeat. And said, yes, Lord, I acknowledge you as the God most high. Okay? Acknowledge is very important, right? So it's not saying, yes, yes, you are, you are the king, you are God, and then we don't do anything about it. So by our tithing and offering, we are acknowledging into the, the, uh, the whole universe that the, the most high God possessor of heaven and earth is our Lord. We belong to him. So will he not take care of us? No way. He will definitely take care of us, right? And then look at uh, Abraham. Then I will not take so much, right? Because the, the 
king of uh, Sodom, all right, told him, you can take all the things, but uh, the people, and I will not take so much as a single trip or sandal tongue from what belongs to you. Otherwise, you might say, I'm the one who made Abram rich. I will accept only what my young warriors have already eaten. I request that you give a fair share of the goods to my allies, Anna, Eskor, and Manwe. See, Abraham, Abraham didn't want to take anything from the devil. It, today is not, you know, sometimes what, what does it actually mean in our life today? All right. Through our tithing, we are actually telling God, telling the devil, hey devil, <laughs> it's not you who make me rich. That's what Abraham said. It's not you, hello, uh, you know, just because I, I won all the things all right, over the victory, right? All these things that I got from the, the victory, right? It's not you make me rich, so I don't want. You can have it. But I tithe to say that it is God will make me rich. That's what Deuteronomy 8.18 is all about. And when we put our acknowledgement into action of God Most High as our Lord, what happened? See, all through the years, God has never uh, uh, gone back on his blessing. This blessing that Melchizedek pronounced over Abraham. Right? Blessed is Abraham. What is it? Most son of the most high. You can see it in the whole generation of the Jewish people today, right? Where tithing is part of their lives and offering. They have been one of the most, or rather the most richest, wealthiest people on this planet, right? And it's waiting for us to just tap into that. When we, you know, there's no fear in tithing or offering because he is our God most high possessor of heaven and earth. That makes you want to type it. We don't have this revelation, don't type otherwise. We will type in fear <laughs> and then you cannot sleep because God wants us to have good sleep also. So when you type in victory, you sleep and snore. I like what uh, Jenny Avani said, snore like a pig. <laughs> Today she sleep like a pig, you know, because she's sitting and resting in the God most high, you know. And then it's not only one day, she said she can sleep for already one and a half years to two years since the Lord delivered her and set her free through giving her the revelation of Jesus, the most high God inside her. So my last slide. Today finish a little bit. So Psalms, 957 verse 2. I cry out to God, most high. See, when the times when this word God most high or El Abion is mentioned, to God, protector, all right, the one who has uh, earlier you saw in Psalm 91 one who care for us, protect us, and merciful God, as well as the one who has already conquered the devil, defeated the devil and sickness and everything, and the one who takes care of our material and financial needs on this earth, in, this, in the area of Abraham and Melchizedek. And now, there are probably many more revelations, but I was I'll just bring this one out. The God most high to God who will fulfill his purpose for me. You know, life has no meaning 
if we are just going round and round the merry-go-round, right? Everyone has a purpose, means have a destiny, okay? That means you are going somewhere uh, to, to fulfill and make your many years of life or even, you know, your years of life in fact, impactful and meaningful, all right? And you will be able to say, uh, like Paul, when you, you want to go already to heaven, then you say, I have finished my course. So destiny and purpose will be fulfilled when you recognize and acknowledge the most high God. Sometimes you are so scared. Will I, you know, am I just going every wrong direction in life or, you know, will I fulfill my purpose, my calling, my destiny in this life? Thank God. Our God is the most high God. And he says, if we cry to him, that means we turn to him. In uh, Proverbs chapter, I think, 6, or chapter 3, verse 6, right? It says what? In all thy ways, in all your ways, all, not only one, whether it be marriage, family life, or uh, business life, or you know, uh, working life, what do we do? Acknowledge him. Acknowledge means, Lord, you are the most high God. I give it to you, okay? Now we may still make some mistakes or wrong decisions, but we have the wonderful thing about Romans 8.28, right? He will work it out for good, even though we make some wrong decisions, but doesn't matter because that's what grace is about. Don't ever be afraid of making mistakes. Never. Be afraid of not understanding the grace of God. Hmm? I cry to Most High God. I acknowledge you. Just like I have to acknowledge Holy Spirit is the greatest teacher. I don't have that wisdom to teach you guys if it's not for the Holy Spirit in me and His calling upon my life. If I'm not walking in this calling, I will just be wasting my time and your time. Right? Each one of us have a calling and have a destiny, a purpose in your life. You are not meant to... The, the first thing the word of God says is, you're not meant to die early. <laughs> okay, There's no one who's meant to die early. <laughs> okay, Or die of sickness. Because Jesus already took sickness and death upon his body. You're all meant to live to a good old age, a good young age. <laughs> right? Where? Where what? We'll be able to serve him and fulfill that purpose and destiny that he has. He has a special plan for every one of us. Okay, whether it's on the uh, in in the in the front, you know, uh, what do you call that? The limelight, right? Or behind the scene. But yes, you have a destiny. Tomorrow, I'll share more about this destiny that at the end he has for every one of us, right? But this is God's purpose that you, when you acknowledge Him, He is in charge of everything. He knows your life the day you are born created in your mother's womb until the day you own you, uh, you will see him again. But in between, we need to sit down, <laughs> okay, and let his purpose. It's like the, the GPS, right? You can choose our own way of, of driving and drive to a certain place that we don't know where we are going. So no one knows fully where the end is, okay, but the Bible has the roadmap and 
the GPS, right? So if you follow the GPS in the car, you get there faster. So we follow the GPS and the roadmap of the Bible, all right, of who God is. There's so many other names, right? Tonight, today is about El Elyon, the Most High. And also um, how to get there, all right, as we develop our spirit, soul, and body. It's how to get there because every, all the problem is inside. It's just inside here, this mind, right? We renew our mind. It will go in line with the new spirit man. Uh, so you get to your destination faster hmm? and easier, actually. <laughs> Less stress. That's what grace is about. Less self-effort. Okay, more depending on him. And then I forgot. I will share with you a testimony about uh, healing and the God Most High, right? When I was preparing, preparing, and you know, it's like the whole week preparing, and then the, the last is to put it all together. So on Wednesday, yeah, I went for this jab, right? <laughs> this vaccination thing. Okay, so after I came back, uh, it was, was totally all right for that one day. So my son was, you know, like, you know, you got this or not, you got fever or not, get ready, Panadol, this and that. He's the one who made me go for it. So anyway, just to, to get him not worried because he's in Cambodia, I don't want him to worry. So why should I be scared of a vaccination? Like, you know, God, it would cause me not to be scared of the COVID. And what is there to be scared of vaccination? But if taking the vaccination helped my son not to worry, okay. <laughs> Then I decided, fine, right? At least he don't need to worry about me, right? So if to him, it doesn't matter. See, whichever level of faith, it doesn't matter. It's just the, the peace that we need to live in this life. So consider that, okay? So I don't have to push my faith on my son. So, okay, so I went for it anyway, got the appointment. So Catherine brought me there and I came back. Okay, there was no, uh, no side effect on that day, on Wednesday. So it was fine. Then the next morning, when I woke up, I said, wow, I had this soreness on my arm, the upper arm, this arm that I couldn't lift up. Uh, so pain. So I said, okay, never mind. Then uh, I, I cannot really lift it up for that one day. It was quite painful. And then at night, suddenly I was going to sleep. And then I felt feverish when I was still preparing this sermon, God Most High. Okay? So I, like, I felt feverish. So I said, hey, God, I'm preparing a sermon talking about you, God Most High. And I'm about to have a fever and I'm feeling sick. You know, I don't even, that time, of course, when your body is weak, you feel, can I even preach the sermon on Saturday? And that was Thursday night. Then I said, no, this is nonsense. I've got to. You know, Lord, you I'm you are the God most high. So you get get rid of this stupid fever, <laughs> you know, that is coming upon my body and this pain in the in the arm. So I said straight away, I rebuke it. The Lord, you are God most high. You show it to me. Although I've already experienced lots of healings uh, before in the past. And one of it was, you know, I had a pain, uh, a stiff arm or for one and a half years, this, this hand cannot go, uh, now you can see me, it cannot go like that one. So it can only go up to here. I don't know what happened to it, it was stiff for about one and a half years because it's left hand, I didn't bother. So I didn't bother to treat it, I just left it. But one day God healed it. Okay, I won't share the detail, otherwise I'll go very long again, right? But 
This time, so I said, God, you can heal the stiff hand of one and a half years, right? You cannot, it cannot be, you cannot get rid of this, you know, sore arm. <laughs> so I rebuilt that sore arm. And then I rebuilt this fever. And then within a few minutes, I felt the fever left. So I said, okay, God, you are God most high. <laughs> you never fail to honor your word. Okay, so no Panadol, okay? And I didn't even prepare any Panadol. But I didn't expect, of course, the fever to come. I thought that I would not have even a symptom. But in the end, I'm thankful it came because I was preparing this, right? Uh, this uh, talking about uh, God most high. So when it came, it gave me another opportunity. There are so many opportunities opportunities in my life, right, that I have seen the God Most High uh, power, right, manifested in the physical realm. And true enough, that fever only stayed for about, I would say, maybe five minutes, right, and then it left right, by the power of Jesus' name. So I just want to uh, remind us all today, our God is a merciful God, unconditional love, gracious God, and most important, sometimes we, we think God is good, but does God have the power to heal you? <laughs> does God have the power to drive out the demon or the sickness? This is where we doubt, right? Because of all the wrong things in our mind. But yes, yes, he is the God most high, the El Elyon. As the demons recognize him, all right, as in every area, protection, provision. Now, Psalm 91. I think it's much easier to believe, right? <laughs> Actually, you don't even need to go through the whole thing. You just know you are sitting under his protection, so nothing evil can befall you. Thousand may fall at your right hand, another 10,000 at your left, but it cannot come to you because you're under the shade and shelter of a God most high is also your daddy God, who is also the one who provides for you in every area of life. Amen. All right. So, um, and your, your future is in good hands. Your destiny, all right, definitely will be fulfilled because he is the one who will fulfill his purpose for your life. What a relief, right? In the world, it's like you're so pushed right, to do and make your, your purpose and be a successful man or woman. So stressed. <laughs> you need a lot of Panadol <laughs> to get through this world, right? But in God, he says, all we need to do is cry to him, to acknowledge him, all right? Through our sitting down, our resting in him, our tithing offering, all right? All this, we're acknowledging him as the God most high. And then rest in the night season. Stay overnight at Wendy's Place Mall, <laughs> Okay, It's the shelter of the God most high, right? where you'll be protected right? because she's also a woman of God. Okay, So that is where we always stay under the shelter on the goodness of God. And know that he will fulfill your purpose in your life. Every one of you will definitely live. You know, there's one uh, verse that says, I would have fainted unless I have believed 
in the goodness of God in the land of the living, not the land of the dead. In those days when I went through um, early days, a lot, a lot of uh, challenges and problems. This one of one of the verses that um, kept me going, all right, is that I would have fainted, I would have, you know, dropped dead just like Elijah, Elijah, Elijah just now said, right? God, God, I'm very tired, very exhausted. Take me, take me, die, die, let me die. I would have fainted unless I had to. Uh, believe to see, see is see the goodness of God. See what? See the goodness of God. All right, that God is a good God. All right, even we are not good, doesn't matter. <laughs> really, it's not all. It's not about us. If we can really get this revelation, it's all about us. Not about another human being. How bad or how bad or he or me or they are. It is about our El Elyon. How good he is. The merciful God. The God of grace. God of unconditional love, who always just wants to protect us, who wants to give to us, who wants us to fulfill our destiny. So he will work it out for us. All right, we may think oh, I've lost it, <laughs> or we may think I may die. He said, no, no. If we just come back to him and acknowledge him as the Lord Most High, as our Savior, our Lord, he will perform, fulfill his purpose, means complete the work that he has begun in our lives. He is the author and the finisher of our faith and of our lives. Amen.